Welcome to The Living Word with Chuck Davis. Matthew 2, 13-18 Herod shakes in his boots. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. Uh, We get this interesting character, uh, Herod, spiritually ignorant and self-absorbed. We're told in the previous passage that when he was troubled, all of Jerusalem was troubled. Uh, Why? Because he was a a megomaniac, self-consumed in everything. There were monuments that that, uh, dotted the countryside uh, that were a monument to him. Uh, Herodian, uh, this space that was uh, a monument to him. Uh, Ports that pointed to his wonder and his glory. He was paranoid. He actually wiped out some of his own family members. Uh, And so now he comes after the babies. Now, if Herod is culpable because he's spiritually ignorant, uh, the religious leaders who gave him the information about the birth uh, are just as culpable because they're spiritually indifferent or blinded by their traditions and expectations. Uh, These chief priests and scribes that cooperate with Herod throughout the story that we're going to see. Some interesting parallels to Jesus' birth, to Moses' birth. Uh, uh, We see that Jacob's line gets saved by going through uh, to Egypt through Joseph. And so we even see in Matthew's use of those Old Testament parallels, kind of a typology. When he quotes this verse, my son called out of Egypt, which was a reference to Israel initially as a people. In these moments, prophecy is being fulfilled, and we get to see it throughout all of the nativity accounts. There are two themes that reign in this, the sovereignty of God in salvation history. Uh, God is always behind the scenes, calling his people to their uh, redeemed position. And ultimately, this gets expressed in Jesus. We also see the continual frustration of the forces of evil to disrupt God's will. Uh, Bruner, who is a commentator on Matthew, writes uh, about Herod's evil purposes, that he would even use genocide, uh, are the controlling factor or crisis of this moment. Uh, Though God does not um, stop it completely, he subverts it and protects the one who's going to bear the sins of the world. Uh, Joseph has little knowledge of the significance of what he's doing, but his sacrificial action 
uh, of heading off to Egypt until Herod's death and then returning to Galilee preserve the story. The so what of this is a reminder that salvation history and our salvation was costly. Uh, God sends his son into a world that's broken. He's going to bear the sin of the world. Uh, He's going to take on sin and death for our sake. But there's going to be some collateral damage in the process. Uh, God is not a manipulating God, but he is a forward-leading God that uh, all would come to repentance. But now what in this is to remind myself to always look for the better story that God is telling. Uh, I look in and I, I see the text. I see the brokenness. I see the struggle. And it could lead me to complete despair if I don't remember that throughout history, a lot of times at some of the darkest moments, those were the moments when God was breaking through with his solution for his people for a long period of time. And so, Lord, today, in the midst of our own brokenness and the brokenness of the world we live in, uh, we choose to believe in the truth that you are telling a better story. And we have expectation and hope that even we would see some of that story unfold in our own lifetime. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.